2: Royce, our master ceremony, and you, our beloved radio audience, it's good to be with you this morning, you have a good weekend. I'm still, uh, I don't know, I'm still kind of a little horsey. I, I feel much better, my voice is better, felt stronger yesterday in church, feels better today, but, um, just seems like there's this weird, weird thing, stuff going around, uh, not COVID, not flu, just this, um, kind of a respiratory thing I know a lot of kids are sick um, man I tell you I, I don't know what's it gonna take more orange juice what do we have to do here <laughs> I'm ready to uh, get people on the on the healthy side of uh, the equation again um, a lot of people still reeling over the election from Tuesday we learned it's yesterday we learned that the Democrats will maintain control of the Senate now. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about the House. All the forecasts I've read last night, this morning, say now the Republicans are going to win. Even Democrats are saying Republicans are going to win. But then Democrats said there's going to be a red wave, right? So, so they're talking now uh, 218 is needed from Jordan House. And they're saying that Republicans are going to get 219 when it's all said and done. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people ask me, what do I think? I don't know. I, I just, I am so, uh, I was so surprised after the majority of the rolls came out on Tuesday. I don't, I don't know uh, what, to, what to expect at this point, um, which is fine, which is fine. It's not, um, you know, as I said, it's not the end of the world. God's still in charge. And, um, you know, I think we've we just see, we've seen a major a major shift in the country. And I think that the proof of that was Tuesday. Hey, it's 9-11. Let's take a moment, gather our thoughts together, ask help for the one who can give us the, the best and the most help. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you for... Uh, Another glorious day of life, another day to um, experience and enjoy your creation. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for those who are healthy, those who are feeling strong, able to get done what they need to get done. Thank you most of all for your grace, your mercy, your patience, your forgiveness. appreciate that so much. God, we thank you for uh, the many blessings, many blessings that you pour on us, like family and friends, people who love us, people who care for us, jobs we have to earn income. We're grateful for that. We're grateful, God, we still live in a, a country that's free. Um, we're still we're still able to talk on radio and, and do it in a way that's open and exchange thoughts and ideas, which is wonderful. So we thank you for that. And, God, we pray that you'd help us to... Um, Focus, focus on the things that are truly important in life, things that that go beyond um, politics, things that go beyond even the economy, but things that are, are really vital, which is the things that affect people's lives for long term, certainly people that, many that we know that are struggling with, with illness and struggling with the loss of loved ones, those kinds of things, d- deep, long-lasting Troubles and difficulties. We pray for those folks. Thank you for all the men women armed forces. We pray for those we, we just celebrate Veterans Day We thank you for all who've served Bless and protect them and their families. Thank you for our first responders mostly police fire. Thank you For their efforts and sacrifices and protect them and keep them safe as well Help us today give our give our leaders wisdom and uh, give us clarity And we thank you and praise you in Jesus name. Amen all right, can I get amen out there? You can submit your social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Same handle, all four accounts, at Wilm Roddy. Or, or you can email me at wilmroddy at yahoo, <laughs> not quite there yet, uh, dot com. 860-522-9842, the numbers. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk too much about it, but um, I just, again, I've been saying from the very beginning, I'm so excited, uh, and never have been, never, ever have been excited about UConn football until Jim Moore showed up. Like what I heard early, like what he was doing, and uh, I would say maybe one of the biggest upsets in college football (laughs) this weekend is as uh, the Huskies beat um, the Liberty Flames, which is kind of hard for me because they're kind of my, I won't say alma mater, I mean, I, I did attend Liberty, but. I just uh I do I love the school. I'm sorry for the problems we've had and leadership issues but uh, anyway uh, 19th ranked um, Liberty Flames beaten by the huskies and um, I mean I would think this this has to far exceed anyone's anyone's expectation the fact that they they have they're even in line potentially. To, to get a, 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 a bowl, a bowl uh, appearance, a berth um, is amazing. I don't think anybody thought going into this year the huskies would get six wins. and potentially got one more shot, potentially seven. Our Army is um, Army's three and five, so I mean they're not having a great year. It, it could happen. It could happen. Um, just happy, happy for you. I'm really happy for Jim Moore. I just feel like he's done a great job. And, uh, I am um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. And Whether they get in a bowl or not, doesn't matter to me. Uh, the fact is that they, they took a horrible, horrible last few years, coupled together, you know, one and what, one and 11 last year, something crazy in our last year, horrible. Um they went from a 111 season to a 65, maybe a 66, maybe a 75. So I mean, just great, great, great. Very excited for for UConn and and, and thankful, thankful that uh, that they they've been able to accomplish what they've been accomplished uh, have accomplished. 860-522-9842. Matt's gonna grab those calls. Be patient. Uh, let's see. You know, one of the things that really was frustrating to me. Was that the the high crime spike that we've experienced across the country in violent crime? Yes, it's true. Other crimes are decreasing, but violent crime has increased, being murders, rapes, those kinds of things. Um, but the Democrats in their, you know, this is this is what bothers me about politics. People will lie, knowing it's a lie knowing it's a lie, just to further their political cause. And so you heard a lot of Democrats, oh, there's really not a crime problem. It's a a Republican talking point. No, 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 it's not. Uh, Violent crime up across the country. I don't think they have a great year in Hartford. I mean, right here at home. I just heard a story yesterday. I was stunned. I hadn't even heard this. Um, Friend of ours church member, had a, had a friend in New Haven. He grew up there. And the guy was going into the convenience store to get, I think he said to get a lottery ticket. Great guy. Great, great guy. Going to convenience store and got shot and killed. 61 years old. I mean, come on. Well, I've got some amazing news here about cities with the highest murder rates Current information, FBI statistics. You'll be shocked when you hear it. You'll be shocked when you hear it. All right, let's go to uh, first call of the day, brought to you by Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust, the Southern Command, Florida. Rudy, welcome to the show.
3: All right, before I get into the election, um, I'm going to give you this, the witch doctor, army medic cure. <laughs> Always keep unfiltered organic olive oil in your house. Some raw garlic and manuka honey.
2: I, I, I've recently become aware of manuka honey and have used it. What's the what's the what, don't tell me I'm going to mix them together? What is it?
3: No, you're not going to mix them together. But gar, garlic boosts your immune system. Um, unfiltered organic olive oil will coat your throat.
2: Yeah.
3: And heal it. But the manuka honey acts like an antibiotic. Don't know why. Well, you
2: Don't know what know I found why. out, and, and I know it's true. You know, Andrea, my nearest daughter, um, and, they actually use Manuka honey in wound clinics. Yes. And, and so and one of our one of our employees at church had a had a, a foot injury, and I said to her, I said, well, "You go to you go to the I wouldn't be surprised if they tell you to use Manuka honey." Well, guess what? She walked out of the office with a pack of Manuka honey.
3: And here's another thing: your ear, nose, and throat is all connected.
2: Yes, I understand that very yeah, well.
3: Especially yes. doctors. Once a day, rinse your mouth out before you brush your teeth with peroxide,
1: because
3: peroxide? it kills bacteria.
1: Really? So
3: when you're starting to get sick, it acts like an antibiotic in your mouth because you're constantly swallowing saliva, and if you have a bug in your mouth, ear, or nose, rinsing your mouth is going to keep it cleaner. Won't
2: Listerine do that, Rudy? Like a a, a Listerine product? It's
3: supposed to, but I've had people crack their teeth and couldn't get to a dentist for a week and had infections. Mm -hmm. And I tell them to rinse their mouth with peroxide, Mm -hmm. and um, the toothache decreases.
2: I mean, you're not talking straight peroxide. You're diluted?
3: The three percent diluted in the in the brown bottle that you
2: could buy on the. No, shelf. I get it. It's my mother used to pour in my cuts. I'm not that telling would hurt you to it.
3: Just rinse your mouth.
2: No, no, I get it. You know. I, I know. What I'm saying, but are you saying straight straight peroxide or dilute it with water? No,
3: straight. Just a Just little cap. Swish it around Torch, straight. Okay. Twist it around your mouth. Spit it out. But hey, i will it. but, you, I, but
2: I will tell you today, this afternoon. In fact, when I get off the air, I'm going to the store to get manuka honey. Because this thing with me has been going on too it's long. Like I'm in 25
3: my five bucks for four ounces. It's, I'll be two weeks on
2: easy. Wednesday, heading into week three. I'm better, but it's still lingering. So I'm getting, I'm getting. I've, I've tried it before, and I've had good success with. It. So I'm going to go get the manuka. So, so um, unfiltered virgin olive oil, garlic, and manuka honey. That's the. All right.
3: Yep, garlic's a natural antibody, and so is manuka honey. Okay, don't know how they. Scientifically work, but they, it's been documented. They don't
2: they gardens. use garlic for vampires too, isn't it? Is supposed to be like
3: <laughs> the Democrats do, but um,
2: <laughs> which brings
3: me to the election. And you know what? I I hate to bring up our friend from Hamden
2: because
3: yeah. he he bashed me last week with um, he did. Joe. He and did really. Yeah. Right. Well, but I've never I've never on your show, Todd or Tom's show. T- you know what? Whether the election in 2020 was dirty and Dominion was dirty, yeah. I never, never, ever went down that road. Because you can't reverse it. They certified the election.
2: No, and and I said the same thing. Not. The day when, when they declared Biden the winner, I said, listen, I don't care what happened. There's no way it's getting reversed. It, it's never exactly. going to get changed. They are not going to take a, uh, an elected president out of office. It's not going to happen. I mean, unless he messes up and it's an impeachment. I'm saying, they're not going to do it. I knew it from day one, so I, never, I was never on that train.
3: So my point is, my buddy Joe has called up and said that Dominion was dirty and they were going to do audits and all this stuff. Recounts don't count. Audits count, where you verify that the vote was actually legitimate. Right. But here's my problem. Up until
2: 2018,
3: yeah. we knew elections results no later than 2 a.m. across the board. I know,
2: I know. Why is it taking president? so long?
3: Why is it now taking two weeks, three weeks to count all these votes? And every time they're counting votes, a Democrat cuts down the Republican's lead. I
2: know, you never see the Republican. Oh, it's been a close. they they've taken two weeks, and Republican wins. Never see it one time.
3: And my other pet peeve is people calling up this radio station and saying DeSantos. If you it's don't DeSantis. know that my governor's name is DeSantis because he's Italian and it. not Hispanic, <laughs> you shouldn't be voting, even if you're a Republican. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, he's not going to run as vice president.
2: No, absolutely Trump. not. But
3: I, not read, I read. I
2: read an op-ed piece this morning that said he won't get in at all because he doesn't want to deal with Trump.
3: If you put your name next to Trump, you pick up a bag of toxicity.
2: Oh, you're radioactive, uh, instantly. Yeah. So, DeSantis is not going to be
3: our savior in 20. 20- in fact, if this, if this, here, here's the problem. We had 212 House of Representatives. Yeah. Florida picked up, Florida went from 16 to 12 to 20 to 8.
4: Wow.
3: That's the makeup of Florida. That was enough to bring the House of Representatives to 218, the majority. Yeah. And we're stuck at 212. While well, the Democrats find these late votes two weeks mm-hmm. later, yeah. and they went from 192 to 203, yeah. and I'm going to tell you, if they if they get to the 218 first, this country's over.
2: Well, and I said that from the very beginning. If, if if we didn't win, if the Republicans didn't take the House and or the Senate, I said I'm going to believe in election fraud.
3: Well, explain explain how they've added up all the votes across the country and they're claiming. That 6 million more Republicans voted than Democrats. And if Herschel Walker does not win, we lose the Senate.
2: Well, we already lost because... um,
3: They're saying Herschel Walker would be the uh, 50-50, but Camilla will will break the tie. And then we're about to lose the House.
2: Yeah.
3: But Florida picked up...
2: That's what I'm saying. If if, if we lose both, both, then I, I completely believe in voter fraud... And, and, and we're doomed. I mean, the country as we know it is, is in bad, bad shape, if that's the game. And I'm going to
3: have to get a bunch of my veteran friends to drive up to <laughs> Connecticut to rescue you, yeah. Todd, Tom, Joe from Simsbury, Frank. We might even bring Tim down here because he doesn't know that the culture in Florida.
2: We might is... need an intervention, Rudy. We might need you guys to come. Well, we're
3: not rednecks down here. The culture down here is incredible. I know. Not, I know. I don't think Tim's ever been down there because he thinks everything's like <laughs> Waffle House and rednecks, and it's like uh, I've had some of the best sushi I've ever had. Uh, in my life I, you here.
2: know, I've spent a lot of time down there and over the years, and I love Florida. But I'm telling you, I don't want hurricanes, and that's it. I, I, oh, I'm not. I'm not willing to risk it, Rudy. I gotta let you go. We're way over at time. Yeah,
3: but hurricanes <laughs> are better than not having oil to heat your house.
2: Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You
3: can fix a roof and stay. <laughs> They all right, but yeah, if you no,
2: you can, you can live through it. Yeah, I wouldn't right. have to
3: have like an 18, 18-inch 18 blizzard in Connecticut and your oil tank or your pro t- propane tank is empty and you can't heat yeah. it when it's 10 degrees. And don't forget you get that stretch in January mm. where the the low is negative 12 and the oh, high is negative bad.
2: 2. It gets bad for sure. All right, I got to let you over, brother. Thank you. Have a good day, Rudy. Appreciate it. it. You Thanks, too. man. All right, we're going to take a break. Commercial news come back. Steve Bucci. At 935, got some interesting things to talk with Steve about, so stay with us. all right, uh, welcome back. Nine thirty-seven. Big summit. President attends uh, over uh, the weekend in Cambodia. Um, lot to be concerned about over there. China and certainly their their position, their view of of taiwan china looks at taiwan and i'm going to ask to be corrected in a moment by our guest if i am off here but i think china looks at taiwan the way russia looks at ukraine they they see it and 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 how and, and i'll add a third one the way the palestinians look at israel they they've got this this belief that that's their property their land and Uh, A little different with Palestinians because Jews have had Israel for thousands of years, you know, biblically. But anyway, joining us now on the hotline, our our military go-to, 30 years in military, most of that time in Special Forces, finished out of the Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College graduate, now with the Heritage Foundation, uh, giving them guidance in in terms of military information and respect of uh, positioning and things of concern, those kinds of things. Anyway, Steve Bucci, welcome back.
4: Hey, Pastor. It's good to be back on the show. Thank you for having me.
2: Would Would you agree with what I, what I just mentioned? I mean, is, is, you, know, you, you Russia looks at Ukraine as, as the homeland. Uh, you know, Hitler looked at Austria as the homeland. Uh, Palestinians look at Israel as the homeland. Uh, and, and and does China look at Taiwan in a similar in a similar light? Do you suppose?
4: Uh, yeah, not quite the homeland, but they they think they own it. They they think you know they won the civil war that was fought between the Chinese Communists and the Chinese Nationalist Party. Yeah. Uh, the the Nationalist Party, when they lost on the mainland, they escape to Taiwan and establish the government there yep. and have, you know, declared themselves a separate country. Um, you know, and that was 50 years ago. Uh, and China thinks the only reason they were not able to go back, go out there and get them at that time is because the West said, Hey, leave them alone. Uh, so that for the Chinese, they think it's righting a wrong that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's not in our national interest to allow that to happen. It's not it's surely not in the interest of the uh, the people who live on Taiwan. Uh, they, they want nothing to do with mainland China. Uh, you know, they never did. But now on top of it, they look at what they did to Hong Kong, where they said, oh, no, no. We're you know, we like the fact that you guys make lots of money and you're you're very profitable. We're, you know we're gonna allow you to operate with some autonomy
2: uh, mm-hmm. and
4: we won't come in and mess with you mm-hmm. which they completely lied about uh, and now the you know they're they're looking at Taiwan where a good you know all the microchips that are not made in China in the world are made in Taiwan mm. and so there's there's a political, component to this. There's surely an economic component to it. And in large measure, there's a nationalist component to it as well. And they do look to those other situations you mentioned, Ukraine, Palestine, uh, and they, they do it. Not that China gives a rip about <laughs> Ukraine or, or Israel. Uh, they want two things. They want a precedent set in those two places that will then, then allow them to, to do what they want to do against Taiwan and against some of the other islands, like the ones that they have in dispute with Japan and others. Uh, and they want the West, particularly the United States, completely distracted from what's going on in Asia Pacific because their ultimate goal is they think they should be the only country that has any ability to dictate or to affect what happens in their region. They want the West, particularly the United States, to get out of the Asia-Pacific area altogether. They don't think we belong there because they think historically that whole area is theirs. Uh, All those other countries, not just the ones we've been talking about, but Mm -hmm. all the countries in Mm Asia-Pacific, if they don't own them, they want to be able to dictate to them what's going to happen and and how it's going to happen. And I don't think we can allow that to, to occur.
2: Well, look at an article this morning. President Biden met with leaders, uh, Prime Minister of South Korea, Japan. They all together are saying they, they will have a unified response if North Korea decides to, to attack. I mean, they're, they're launching way more missiles than they have, certainly under President Trump's time. Um, I wonder if, and, and, and it's not, it doesn't mention this in the article, so I'm just spiffballing here. I wonder if they would have the similar kind of response if that they're talking about with, with North Korea going being aggressive, whether, whether it's Japan or South Korea. I wonder if those three countries, our country, Japan and South Korea, would have a similar uh, alliance or would, would vow to do the same if China goes after Taiwan.
4: Uh, I I hope so and i hope <laughs> there'd be some other countries involved in it too like australia
2: yeah, possibly oh, the UK, true, yeah. uh
4: and uh but you don't know pastor mm-hmm. i mean when you look at uh you know in some ways the response to ukraine was heartening to me it was stronger than i thought the europeans in particular and and us mm-hmm. would would take uh in other ways, it's been less strong than it should be. Particularly after the start of it, there was some huffing and puffing from the West, but less action than you know they could have done. Right. Uh, I'm not talking about invading Russia or anything like that. I'm talking about in their direct support to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and China's further away, and and you know Taiwan is is not connected to Europe. So uh, I think that the Asian countries would act. But remember, Japan is somewhat constrained, one, by their own constitution, uh, as to how they utilize their military outside of Japan. I mean, their military isn't called a military. Right. It's called a, you know, a, a defense force. Uh, and all of that is an artifact of World War II. Additionally, an artifact of World War II is the, the attitude of other Asian countries towards Japan. Japan makes people almost as nervous as China, even though they've behaved in an exemplary manner since the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, there's still a lot of deep feelings. The, the South Koreans don't get along with the Japanese very well. No. Uh, no. Because of of what happened uh, leading up to World War II and then through World War II. So th- there's some really difficult dynamics out there that uh, will take some nuance and skill Work if if a conflict over Taiwan uh, is precipitated by China, uh, and I'm not sure the Biden administration has the wherewithal to do that, or or the inclination, frankly, because they're so tied to to China.
2: See, and and you know, you made the point. We're talking with Sibuchi from the Heritage Foundation. You made the point that you know Taiwan's you know kind of out there. China's far away. Again, I go back to the absolute disastrous, bungled. Pull out of Afghanistan because of the air force base. We never should have abandoned Bagram because I mean, strategically, it would have been, I guess, what one of the closest bases we we could have a large base close to China um, to be able to, you know, launch missions if we needed to. I mean, I I think I think it emboldened China that we pulled out of Bagram. Oh,
4: absolutely. There, there's no doubt of that at all. I mean, the only people who are are saying that's not true is, is the Biden administration, because yeah. they're still trying to justify what they did. Uh, it's it was disastrous in its messaging, and clearly disastrous to the uh, you know the people of Afghanistan.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: and and right now, there's a lot of doubt. Not just you know among conservative Americans, but among our our adversaries and allies around the world, is what is the point where the Biden administration will will start wringing their hands and say, "Oh, we can't do anything about this. We're just going to leave it alone." Yeah. Uh, and and Taiwan again, long way away. Very it would be very costly to fight there because of the length of the supply lines and the fact that, you know, it's China's home turf yeah, right. and really far for us. It would be very easy for the Biden administration to just say, oh, well, it's too hard and and just walk away. And mm-hmm. I, I pray that doesn't
2: happen, uh, but it's uh, it's it's potential. Here's a here's just a, an ignorant question from a a, a non-military person. Would there ever be any chance that we could reconstitute our control of the base in Afghanistan? Wow. Uh, I mean, we could, but it would would basically. I mean, would would it be like fighting to do
4: it? We'd have to go militarily? I mean, militarily, we could do it, but politically, I I would seriously doubt it. Gosh. I'm I'm not sure the American people want. Right, right. Right. pay that cost of, right. of having our guys reinvade that country.
2: I don't know. I was listening a couple of weeks ago to a story about it, and I don't know. It was it was in the billions of dollars that we've spent establishing that base, maintaining that base, keeping that base. And um, I, I don't know why it bothers me so much, but the fact that we walked away and left $85 billion of weapons there and and, and machinery and vehicles, I just... I'm still I I don't know why it's not um more pressing in terms of mistakes for Joe Biden. I mean, it, I don't know what else we could have done more dumb than what we did there. And and it it just seems it has so many so many repercussions. Again, when you look at the map and and, and Afghanistan being so geographically close to China, uh, not certainly Taiwan, but but still, I mean, just amazing. You know, we had we had the election Tuesday. I don't know. Were you surprised by election results on Tuesday? Uh, I was. Uh,
4: you know, I, I didn't think it was going to be quite the, the red wave that everybody was talking about. But I thought the Republicans would get control of the House, get control of the Senate and and do pretty well in the states. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I look at the state I live in now. Uh, Michigan, not only did our our Democrat governor get reelected, so did the really liberal attorney general. Uh, They the Republicans lost control of the state Senate and the state House uh, and all three of the propositions uh, that that are uh, for constitutional amendments to the the Michigan Constitution all passed. So Michigan will now have the most radical uh, abortion laws in the country. Uh, You know, no parental consent involved. You can't inspect uh, a a facility that performs abortions. Abortions don't have to be performed by a doctor. Uh, And as an ancillary part to the same proposition, uh, you know, gender transferring surgeries, uh, can be done. Same rules, no parental con- uh, consulting, any of that stuff are our, our voter laws. Now, there's a constitutional amendment that says they'll never be able to ask anybody for a voter I.D. Mm. Uh, and uh, they've extended. Uh, they do have term limits, which sounds good, except the term limits for every state level office is now 12 years.
2: Wow! Which, you know, wow. We have
4: 12 years of Governor Whitmore. We're not big. We got. A oh my problem. gosh,
2: that's disastrous. Well, you know, and I, and I try to be. I mean, I try to be optimistic, and I, I mean, I, my faith is, my hope and trust is Christ. So, I always try to be optimistic. As I know for you as well, but I, 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 and I don't look, but I don't look for the silver lining in every cloud kind of thing, right? But I have to say, I was a little surprised by this article I saw. Because I, I felt bad that, you know, I mean, really, George, well, George W. Bush did serve, but not wartime. Uh, Clinton didn't serve. Uh, Bush, Bush, Father Bush obviously served and, 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 and was notable. And I said, oh, there's a whole generation that died out. We're not going to have military people as presidents anymore. Well, I'm looking at midterm results, and, and this is pretty good. I, I was surprised. In Arizona, in the 2nd District, Eli Crane, former Navy SEAL a Republican, won. In um, um, Michigan, 10th Congressional District, John James won. He Mm -hmm. a West Point grad, flew more than 750 combat hours in Iraq. Uh, In Virginia's 2nd District, Jennifer Kiggins, a Republican, also won, uh, served in the Navy, a helicopter pilot. Uh, Nicholas uh, Lalota in uh, New York, a Republican, Navy Academy graduate. There's uh, a lot, of, a lot of Republicans did well that were who were who veterans. And now there's like something like 91 veterans serving in the in Congress. So I I I was, took some encouragement from that. I, I feel like I I feel better when we have military people serving former, you know, not if you're a Marine. There's no ex-marines, right? But <laughs> former
0: uh, <laughs> military
2: folks. How do you feel about that in, in having so many? Military people in Congress, I think that's a good thing. That will add a balance that has
4: been missing uh, in the last uh, decade or so. Uh, you know, it, people are a little more circumspect about using the military. Not just reluctant. I mean, some cases, if they see the situation warrants it, they're they're more than supportive. But they have some additional uh, input into those deliberations by virtue of having had that, that experience. I agree with you on, on John James. I was, that was my one bright spot for, for <laughs> Michigan. Uh, and you know, it's, it's difficult. We, we have some, obviously people are concerned about some of this stuff because we elected some of these Republicans, but I think, uh, a lot of the folks who came out to vote, uh, maybe some of the, the moderates, they were, there were still some, uh, connection to to president trump and and if people were connected with president trump that was off putting to some folks uh but it's you know i don't know how the dems got people to vote for him because yeah, their policies okay. have been so disastrous but <sighs> clearly the the reflexive action of voting uh, democrat uh, was not overcome by the bad economy the bad foreign policy moves the to, to see, I mean, you look at John Fetterman in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, God bless him. The poor man needs to be getting medical help, not trying to figure out how they're going to set up a computer so he can figure out what anybody around him is saying as the senator. Uh, but the the state of Pennsylvania elected, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, well,
2: I, I, I mean, just feel I,
4: like I, I don't agree with any of his policies either. But it's uh, just his his lack of, of cognitive ability right now is should have been a disqualifier. Yeah. Kind of like it should be a disqualifier for the president.
2: Well, you know, and I think it was so hypocritical people, even Barack Obama was making case against social Walker. He wasn't articulate enough, didn't speak well, whatever. But yeah, you put a guy in, <laughs> you will you'll back a guy and endorse a guy who can't put two sentences together without looking at it. Looking at closed caption teleprompter. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but I feel like there's pockets around the country, uh, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in Indiana, and I know uh, Todd Young is a the senator there. Todd's a uh, Navy graduate, Navy Academy graduate. I, I feel like these placement of the military people in, in Congress, in, in the Senate, in, in the House, I think can only be good for us long term. I don't know if that's going to change anything. I just feel I feel more secure, I guess, knowing that we have so many people with military training in, in, our, uh, in Congress. I, I, I don't know if that's...
4: I, I, I- I think that helps tremendously, and, and I hope it will help the other side understand and remember that this country is still split pretty much 50 uh, You know, they may have, you know, gotten a bump here and there, and you know, kept the Senate, that sort of thing. But it's it's not like they got a mandate either. Uh, yeah, it, it's right. the country is split. They they need to take that into account, and instead of trying to cram policies down people's throats. We need to have reasoned political debate and and then come to policies that meet the needs of, you know, more than 51 percent of the population.
2: Right. Right. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, Steve. It's 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 not over till it's over and we have a long <laughs> way to go uh, for the country, I think. So, hey, uh, as always, pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for taking time. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday.
4: You, you as well, Pastor. Take care.
2: All right. Steve Bucci, everybody here at Foundation. All right, we'll take a break. Commercials, come back. Open phone lines, 860-522-9842. Uh, any, any additional thoughts of the elections? I mean, here in Connecticut, you know, honestly, I, I only have three words for people who are disgruntled in Connecticut. Move to Florida. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But maybe you've got a brighter outlook than I do on Connecticut. I'd love to hear it if you do. Stay with us. We'll be back. Don't go away.
1: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?